I always feel for Joseph. I always feel for him because because Joseph knows what it is to live 20 years wondering where his brothers are. Living for 20 years wondering what happened. Everything was going along so smoothly. And I don't know how I got here in this pit, as he said. Himself, I don't even know how I got here. He has a kind of whiplash of sorts. And so the story, as the Torah turns, <laughs> will bring us now to this incredible moment. Joseph, of course, the dreamer, the one who tells his dreams and then because he tells his dreams, winds up in a pit. And because he's in the pit, he then has the ability to rise again. The sun sets and rises. Joseph sets and rises again. And in this week's episode, he is now two years languishing in a prison, having successfully told dreams, the interpretation of dreams to a a butler and to a baker of Pharaoh. And as many of you know or have seen on Broadway, he will, um, <laughs> he will be taken in front of the most powerful man in the land and successfully interpret Pharaoh's dreams and not only interpret the dreams, but within barely a breath, he will make the case that he is the one who should implement the dream's interpretation, right? So Joseph will be, in many ways, he's the self-made man. He's very much the ingenious man. He is the economically savvy man, the administrative man, all of those things. Joseph has arrived, and he has power just as his dreams had foretold. The force is strong with him. And then this incredible moment the brothers who have sent him down to Egypt, thinking, of course, that they had done away with him, the brothers who had laughed and mocked him for his dreams, the brothers who had devised the nefarious plan, those same self brothers will be now in front of Vice President Joseph and the children of Israel came searching for food, for there was a famine in the land of Canaan. Joseph now, Joseph, that Joseph, is the ruler of the land. He is the supermarket. He is the source, the granary for all of the land. And now the text beautifully now turns. Not the sons of Israel, but the text in the next verse says, Vayavo achei Yosef. Who now are these children of Israel? They are the brothers of Joseph. The same brothers who laughed and said, We will never bow before you. The text says, The brothers of Joseph come and bow before him. This is, of course, the fulfillment of his dream. 
And Joseph sees his brothers and in that moment knows that he has brothers. He hasn't successfully repressed that knowing. They are not just brothers to him, but brother, he is a brother to them as well. And he recognized them. But he made himself unfamiliar to them. He said, who are you? Really, who are you? And from where are you? And they said, we've come from the land of Canaan, right, to get food. And now this verse, and Joseph recognized his brothers. He's already recognized them before. What's the point of telling us in verse 8 that he recognized them? Okay, he recognizes the brothers, but they didn't recognize him. And then, immediately the text tells us that he remembers his dreams. He recognizes his brothers. They don't recognize him, and he remembers his dreams. He recognizes his brothers, they don't recognize him, and he remembers his dreams. He recognizes his brothers, they don't recognize him, and he remembers his dreams. What's happening here? How does Joseph, ask the Ramban, Nachmanides, how does Joseph have the right, knowing that his brothers don't recognize him, to not reveal himself? After all, the fulfillment of the dream has already happened in the verse that we read before. They bow to him. So it could be one of the Mepharshim, one of the commentaries. It could be that the dream in its fulfillment hasn't fully been realized because his father also has to come down. Okay, let's put that on the side. What is he doing here? What's the setup? Why is Joseph who conceals his identity. The Joseph who knows that it's his brothers and who is himself unrecognized, why does that moment immediately bring us back to the dreams? Why is it that he saw them, then he, they don't recognize him, and then the dreams, the Torah tells us, then he remembers the dreams? Could it be, say many of the commentators, that in essence here, Joseph is setting in motion a very important part of what we call in our tradition tshuva, which means returning. It isn't an accident that the word lahashiv, the word to return, it appears over and over again in this week's reading and in next week's reading. Something is being returned. And something very valuable has changed. Joseph is unrecognizable to his brothers and you might say he was always unrecognizable to his brothers. They never saw him. He always saw them, but they never saw him. But something else might be happening here. It could be that they don't recognize him because he has really changed. Joseph really is a different person. And how do we know that? Because he doesn't have to tell them that he just had his dreams fulfilled. The Torah tells us he recognized them. They don't recognize him back. You're saying, okay, same old, same old. But he remembered his dreams. And he holds it in. 
He has a higher purpose here. He recognizes that he himself is that very person in the invitation that I read as tonight's poem. He's the one who in the beginning would say, right, in that poem, some of you might not have been here about, I think it was about an hour ago, The invitation, I don't care, it doesn't interest me how much money you make or the power you have. Joseph gets what it is to be powerless. He was in the pit. He was stripped. He's been down that road before. He's been naked. He's been forgotten. Joseph knows what it is to be reborn as someone new. Tzafnat paneach. Joseph is unrecognizable, not because his brothers are still suffering from the same inability to see him, but because he's changed, and they haven't. He recognizes his brothers, and they don't because they haven't changed yet. Or at least he doesn't think they have. So now Joseph has to be involved in doing this thing called tshuva. He has to get his brothers into situations to see if they've really changed. The definition of tshuva, of returning, says the Rambam, Maimonides, Ezehu tshuva gemura, what is complete returning? Somebody who has come to the same place, the same story, the same place where you fall over and over and over again, and this time, I do it slightly differently. And so Joseph is setting in motion now in every step for the next, well, all of tomorrow, and then next week too. Joseph is setting in motion the most incredibly well-orchestrated control experiment to see if his brothers can become unrecognizable, to see if the brothers can come to the place that they think they recognize over and over and over again, and this time add something slightly different. If they believe in change. Now, I don't want to go into a whole thing here about Egypt versus ancient Israel, but let me just say this parenthetically. Joseph is the one who is fighting the war against the Egyptian notion that nothing changes. In Egypt, if you die, guess what happens? They keep you alive. They deny even death. And says, Joseph, I changed. I became a new man. I'm unrecognizable to you because I'm not the same person. I'm not the same young kid who had to tell you his story. I can hold it in. In fact, you'll see this week and next week that all Joseph does is hold it in. Vayit apek Yosef. And everybody, in essence, this is what Hanukkah is all about. The reason we light one candle today and the next day two and then the next day three and four and five is because we come back to the same place we were yesterday, but we add something. We're back exactly where we were and we do tshuva. On the second day, we come back to the first day. We light one candle just like we lit yesterday. And guess what? We add something. And on the third day, we'll light two candles, just like we did yesterday, but then we'll add something. And the fourth day and the fifth day, every single day of Hanukkah is a chance, as my dear friend Amichai and Rabbi Sharon Braus, who are doing a beautiful blog that everybody here should sign up for called Illuminate. 
right? Illuminate eight days of Hanukkah, right? Isn't that great? And every day there's another eight, activate. Well, I'm just going to borrow something. Hanukkah is a chance to not regurgitate <laughs> and to perpetuate the same story over and over and over again. They didn't recognize Joseph because Joseph knew what it was to change the story that he had been given. And it was yet to be seen whether they had learned that lesson too and knew what it was to change their story. I won't tell you what happens. You'll have to wait for the story. <laughs> but it ends well, everybody. And bless each and every one of you the ability to light one candle each day that exceeds the candles that you lit yesterday. That in every story there is a question that is, in what way can I add to what I have been given so that the story ever so slightly changes from recognizable to unrecognizable. May all of us merit to be Ba'alei Shuvah, to be masters of returning and adding. And let us say, Amen. Amen.